0: The Update Live, episode 15, February 18th, coming to you once again from DV8 Brewing on the north side of sunny Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Tosh Troglin, and sitting at number two on the grid, waiting to pounce, is Trog. What's up, man? How's it going, Tosh? It's going well. All right. All right. You like that racing reference? I did, man. So today marks uh, 100 days until the Indianapolis 500. How so. about that? So there How about you go.
1: Mark it down, double digits tomorrow, <laughs> getting fired up for the uh, race this year, 106th running. And along those lines, Tosh will be the proud owner of a new Speedway-themed t-shirt, courtesy the- of... Dylan Troglin for Valentine's Day. The shop. <laughs>
0: which might become a sponsor. Who knows? <laughs> An NIL being signed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Trog, I've got a story. Love to hear it. I've got, I've got a, a story to open today's show. Um, you know those are always good, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so... This, this in, involves my trip to Aldi this morning. Uh, which <laughs> the is, weekly shopping trip. Which is always solid. But uh, just a little bit of build-up uh, <laughs> or background information. Uh, I rare, rarely carry cash. Okay. okay. And when I have cash, I can't wait to get it out of my wallet.
1: Like to flash it or to use it? To use it.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And I think maybe that's why I suck at poker so bad. Oh, well. I, I can't wait to get rid of it. Okay. But with that said, I go to Aldi this morning, and I knew I had cash in my wallet. So I look, I've got $16, okay? And go through the checkout, and it's 33 and something, whatever. So I give the guy $16 cash. And he looks at me sideways and kind of tilts his head, and he goes... And he just gives me this look like, what the hell are you doing? And so I go, can I split the payment? And he goes, oh, oh yeah. Okay, we can do that. (laughs) He goes, you know what? I'm looking at you, and I'm like, man, this guy's kind of put together a little bit. I'm assuming he can count. (laughs) So I said, dude, first of all, I said, that's funny. (laughs) And I said, "That's the nicest thing anybody said to me all week long."
1: (laughs) And it is Valentine's week, so the 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 bar is high on that, (laughs) right? It's too bad he didn't know that you were a math guy, too.
0: Oh, right, right. (laughs) So, finish the transaction, and so he and I, you know, put in the credit card for the balance. Hands me my receipt. So I look at him, just deadpan in the eye, and I go, "Where's my change?" (laughs) And he, there was just the, the crickets for a couple of seconds. And he goes, oh, you got me on that one. I was starting to wonder what was up.
1: Folks, <laughs> not only do we podcast, but we craft humor. <laughs> and sometimes it's a tough struggle to bring the audience along. You know, that I was mean, one of those examples yes, right there. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I, I knew this I audience would get it. And,
1: and that's not to say we don't love Aldi. We love Aldi. <laughs> we love
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a good anyway, one. I like that. good way to start my Friday, I thought. <laughs> well, so. that with the day off, too. <laughs> that's a day off. <laughs> 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 Starting off my Friday, getting up at 7.30 in the morning, that was a good way to start today. day. Right on. Anyway. Was the coffee good, at least? It was. <laughs> okay. It was very good. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. So... So Trug, let's start off with a, a wrap up of last week. Oh what do you boy. say? Well, and into this week, I suppose. I I can't
1: believe that you'd you'd want to, but
0: well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a, a blue lean, <laughs> but you know they're not immune from coverage unfortunately. Got to take the good with the bad. You do you do. All right. So um, I'm going to start off with just some front runner talk you know and if we're doing front runner talk you got to start off with the Tigers of Auburn don't you?
1: Absolutely and the reason we're only going to talk about the front runners this week is because there's four teams that have separated themselves that are clearly in the running to play on Friday in the SEC tournament so that's why we're starting there.
0: So, I know this is going to be shocking to you and and the rest of the audience, but uh, Auburn uh, has two home wins this week. I mean, do these guys ever freaking play on the road? I mean, Jesus criminy. And, uh, I mean, do they play good teams? (laughs) Well,
1: if you would have asked me three minutes into their game with Vanderbilt if they ever play good teams, (laughs) I would say, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the reference on that is Vanderbilt
0: took the eleven to nothing lead. How about that? Man? That was something, and, and just enough to get you interested. Exactly,
1: and the next thing you know, it's not even close.
0: So, <laughs> but it's a four
1: point game at half. And to Tasha's point, we've said this since the middle of January: <laughs> is that Auburn has the most favorable schedule.
0: More to come on that. Okay, stay tuned. Um, But, no, I mean, they shot 50% from the three-point line. And, I mean, that's tough to beat. But they had 17 turnovers. So, um, you know, they, they've got chinks in the armor. All right. Hey, thanks, Matt. Live Good radio, folks. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. We'll Take you care. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me know if you know anybody wants to buy so a So,
1: Tasha's point was that the yeah, Auburn's got the turnovers. And so you I have to I manage those, yeah. and hope things work a I'm little bit better than you might think.
0: And okay, well we're back. Okay, <laughs> ran right into an old friend here in the in the brewery. So uh, go ahead, Trog. I'm not sure where you are.
1: No, take it. Edit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Edit. But no, I mean Auburn has uh, chinks in their armor. Uh, they went down to. South Carolina had a tough game. Uh, so they sometimes it seems like they play to their level of competition, but man, they've got that three game lead, and that's just going to be tough to overcome.
1: Well, and I don't buy the, you know, two weeks ago it was tired legs. You know, that's why they, they lost at Arkansas. Every, and we said it after that game everybody at SEC has tired legs. That's going to be the thing. Who can rise above that? So, Tasha's point is that there's an opportunity for somebody in that tournament to steal a game from from Auburn and maybe knock them out of that number one seed somewhere.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. So, that's the Auburn week. Cats. Oh man, oh, man. I mean, they had a solid home win against the Gators. Uh, beating them by 21. That game was... A little closer than that, uh, you know, at halftime and into the second half. But, you know, Oscar did Oscar's things. 27 and 19 in that one. Unbelievable. Four cats and double figures, uh, and Wheeler had nine, so you're a point away from getting five guys in there. <laughs> um, so it looked like he came out of his shooting slump a little bit. Um, only five turnovers for the cats, which is always cool. Um, Mike White plays a hard-nosed defense, so if you can come out of that with only five turnovers, that's pretty solid. Um, but then Tuesday happened. <laughs>
1: Cats get on the bus and head down to Thompson Bowling, and that crowd was
0: ready for the cats to be here. I thought it was Pat Summit Arena. Nope. That's what we call it. Okay. She built it. She did build (laughs) it. Hell yeah, she built that damn thing. Yes. So 13 point L, and it really didn't seem that close. Nope. Um, Nope. Cats had a couple of possessions in the second half. They could have cut it to five, and. You know, didn't get it done, and then it was just kind of over from there, I think. But, you know, I got a couple of takes on this one, Troge. Um 34% shooting, I think you said that was a season, season low. Season low
1: for the Cats, yep. Yeah.
0: Only 11 assists, oh. so, you know, to me, that's telling me that they're not making the extra pass, uh, probably taking bad shots, which is going to equal that 34% shooting. And, um, you know, they just thrive on moving the ball. Uh, but you mentioned you had a take on, uh, you know, gaps in scoring.
1: Just crazy. In the, the first half, I, th- I think there was a 10, 10 or 12-minute. 10-minute. Yeah, 10-minute gap for the uh, Cats in scoring, and then the second half they followed that up with a 7-minute. Uh, no-field-goal gap. So you're not going to win a whole lot of games going 17 minutes without scoring from the field.
0: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, certainly against a a top-20 team either. Uh, And, you know, one of the things I keep looking at this year, how many dudes in double digits, and they only had three uh, Hmm. in this game. So – you know, that number's dropping. Yeah. We go from a season high of six just a week ago, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're down to three. But Ty Ty Washington only played 13 minutes. Uh, he seems like he's the, the guy that gets this engine running. You know, and
1: the 13 minutes that he played, he,
0: they
1: just, he just seemed – and the only word I could come up with while I'm watching it is discombobulated. I'm sure the defense was bothering him, but, man, oh, man, there, there was just – He wasn't running the offense. He was running, but he wasn't running the offense. Yeah.
0: And the dude that's taken his minutes, uh, Davion Mintz, who I think is my X factor for this team, especially in the postseason, uh, goes four for 12. Mm. And man, that's just not going to carry you that far. No, nope,
1: no, nope, not at all. And you know, again, I say that crowd was ready for the cats coming in here. We had we had three technical fouls early in the game, <laughs> and uh, that that kind of ramped up the crowd. Two of those technical fouls were your favorite, Tosh. The uh, off, offsetting technical fouls. You know,
0: <laughs> you, you kind of wonder why they didn't even get called. That's when I'm not man enough to make a decision, <laughs> so I'm just going to give it to both. That's correct. But, you know, more on shooting. Kellen Grady was two for nine. Mm. Didn't take his first shot until 14 minutes in. And in the true Calipari way, he just doesn't run plays for anyone. And can you imagine uh, Kellen Grady running through the Steve Alford offense where it's just screen after screen after screen after screen until you get an open three-point shot? And then not getting the ball, <laughs> <laughs> and then having Todd Stroger in your jersey. <laughs> Neither of those things happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, that win for Tennessee puts them in second place, tie with the Cats at ten and three, and moves Coach Cal to the his eighth loss in Knoxville while he's been at UK. Not even counting the Memphis years, nah, so that's nuts. Todd Crane just gets it done against Cal. Absolutely,
1: yeah. and the other thing that Todd Crane does, uh, <laughs> let me back up on that. Okay, <laughs> Todd Crane has not been the coach there forever. I had a great point, and it get, it's getting lost in this gibberish that I've got. But if you want to talk about a rival rivalry, really. Huh. yeah if you want to talk about one Tennessee has beaten a top five Kentucky team 13 times in their history that's crazy that is crazy I, I was I was surprised to uh, learn that but it's all ever since we started watching in
0: 1978
1: yeah um, that that Tennessee game has been a fun game to
0: watch. Yeah, I mean Jack Gibbons talks about it all the time. You know, you're going back into uh, um, you know the Gr- Grunwald days and all that. It's just just insane. And it was always a tough game. As good as uh, Jack Gibbons' teams were, they always had a tough time in Knoxville. And yep. it just continues. It yep. does absolutely it does.
1: One one interesting point on this. One more interesting point on that game is that Tennessee had fourteen first or 14 first half fast break points. 14. They've only had one SEC game this year where they've had that many points in the game let alone the half. I can only imagine what Cal's halftime speech was. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't help. Whatever it was it, they did have the opportunity to cut it from 8 to 5.
0: but they, Something along the lines of get your ass back. Yeah,
1: Something, something like, like that.
0: that. Yeah. Something, but shh. Oscar,
1: Oscar keeps rebounding. Oscar keeps scoring, doing the hard work. He needs help, people.
0: <laughs> Sticking with the Volunteers, man. They they moved up a seating line in conference. Yep. And uh, now they are solidly in the front runner discussion, as much as I hate to say it. Um, but they're weak, you know. Win against the Cats, obviously, uh, but also a win against a scrappy Vanderbilt team who, man, I mean, they just they can't get over the hump down there. It's crazy. I mean, they play these teams tough. Um, it was a nine-point win, but, uh, man, um, Vanderbilt gives everybody all they want. It's the floor. <laughs> they it's the perspective do. on the floor. It is. But, you know, Tennessee, their Jekyll and Hyde, I mean, their shot selection is sketchy at best, at best. And uh, that's going to be their downfall, I think, when you get into the postseason. I mean, you can see this team losing in the first round.
1: Okay, so you know who that sounds like when you bring that up? That sounds like Alabama. Same thing. Shot selection is sketchy. Yeah. Shots have to fall for them to win.
0: Yeah. I mean, Alabama has an M.O., and it's very similar to our local favorite Butler Bulldogs. I mean, they're just going to hoist three pointers, regardless if you're on or not.
1: (laughs) Keep it coming.
0: Yeah. Keep it coming.
1: Something's bound to fall. Shoot or shoot. That's right.
0: Yeah. And you know when they're hitting, I mean, it's uh, you're genius. Yeah. They're they're unbeatable. Um, But more on that later when we get into upcoming games. Um, But you know the last front runner, Trog, Arkansas. The Hogs, yep, they're right there, man. Um, they had a one-point loss against the aforementioned Crimson Tide. Uh, they had a three in the air with six, in, six seconds left for the W. That bounces out. Um, but, man, they just shot 31% from the field. Through. So they, they made their own bed, 14 turnovers. But <laughs> they created... 24. See, if you turn a team over 24 times and you can't win, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Oh,
1: that, that that that's a tough one. But I felt bad for Arkansas. They couldn't follow up that big uh, win at home against uh, Auburn. They roll into Tuscaloosa and lose that game when they should not have lost that game
0: yeah if they got that alabama win we'd have a three-way tie oh my second, God. yeah <laughs> all at 10 and three but the hogs sit there at nine and four a game off the pace of second place and you know they finish off their week uh with a 19 point win at missouri um shot much better cruised i think it was 19 points at half and um Just kind of the calm before the storm for the Hogs. And, again, more on that later. All right. (laughs) But, you know, the front movement was punctuated by uh, Tennessee, you know, moving into second-place tie, and uh, Arkansas kind of missing their chance uh, to move into second place as well.
1: Yeah, and the thing that happened behind Arkansas was that now they've created a two-game gap. uh, from fifth place, so that's why we say they're solidly. Those four teams are probably going to play on Friday in the SEC
0: tournament. Yeah, I think that might. I think that's your your Friday lineup. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, Tro, you got anything else on the on last week's action? Tennessee. I mean, they're the hottest team in the SEC right
1: now. They put they put five wins in a row together. Um, what the week showed me was. Auburn's beatable, but you've got you to gotta bring it. Like you said, there's chinks in the armor. You've got to play 40 minutes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but it, th- those top four aren't going to change. What happens below them is going to be interesting, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and our, we'll take our first break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming games tomorrow and into next week. This is S.U.L. two of SUL again coming at you this week from DV8 Brewing north side of Indianapolis. Trog, what do you got over there on your table? Well <laughs>
1: I don't have production quality today, I can tell you that.
0: I thought we were gonna get it into the singing. Yeah. You know well, if we play it for X amount of seconds we have to pay copyright or something. It's
1: karaoke night at Deviate, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. So I've I've mixed it up today at at Deviate. First of all, let me point out that of the 12 they have on tap, there are only two that fall under 6% alcohol. So Solid. They're bringing the heavy. Solid. So I I started off with a um, blueberry... IPA, and I was a little put off by the aroma, but the taste is fantastic. And then I made the mistake of ordering the um, one of the non-draft beers. 12 can, on tap, right? Yeah, 12 on tap, and I couldn't but find I need, it.
0: I need one in a can.
1: I've got one in a can, and I'm so sorry that I did.
0: Canned beer, taste in a can.
1: Uh, <laughs> and when you're at a microbrewer, that is not good (laughs) but no seriously the uh i took tosh's recommendation on the blueberry ipa and it's fantastic i know what you're drinking over there tosh but why don't you tell us about it
0: yeah i started off with uh, the hop supremacy new New england ipa coming in at 7.7 uh one of their staple ipas here just awesome and moved to the fullness of time ipa a double dry hop New England style, coming in. Ah, it doesn't have the ABV on there, but uh, but it's damn good. And that's smooth and I, refreshing. That's what I have right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. So you have
1: to come to Deviate at least once a week because, like we we say the same thing about Trader's Brewing. These guys are always coming up with something, and the menu changes all the time. So get in here, check it out. You'll love it. 96th Street and Michigan Road here in Indy.
0: Yeah, it's a good problem to have, but I feel like a rookie when I come in because I sit and just stare at the, <laughs> the board because it, it's always something different. So, But that's okay. Right. That's all right. Good yeah. problem to have. Yep, great stuff, great stuff. So, tomorrow's game, Stroge, and into next week, man. Um, Let's talk about them. What do you say? Well, we can do that. Let's start
1: off with our blue lean to the uh, Cats with Alabama coming to town.
0: (laughs) Throwing me off course there. Um, (laughs) Let's go with Auburn.
1: Okay, let's talk about Auburn.
0: Just because it's going to be brief and we can get them the hell out of the way. Well, and the thing about Auburn going to Florida is
1: we talked about it earlier there's some chinks in the armor there in Auburn and they're going into Alligator Alley. I think Florida might have something for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike White, they, they're healthy and uh, they play that hard-nosed defense and I, I certainly think that's a game to watch for sure. And in true Auburn fashion, um, they finish the week or they go into the next week with uh, a game at Old Miss, which is just a insane place to play. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But, hey, man, two road games for Auburn. I can't believe it. SEC schedules. <laughs> it's all getting cray down there See? in Birmingham. See
1: how it's leveling out there? Cray-cray. Cray. Yeah, something like that. <laughs>
0: something like that. All right, Trobe, now the cast. Okay, so. now Alabama at
1: UK. And, uh, you know, two months ago, I think this game was Huge.
0: Because both yeah. teams are playing very well. Yep, yep, and, uh, Alabama's
1: kind of falling off a little bit, but, you know, they, they catch the Cats on a down note right now.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, the, the Tide need to keep pace. I mean, we talked about it earlier where the top four are kind of distancing themselves. Yep. Uh, Alabama's looking to keep pace. Uh, the Cats were in in line for a number one seed in the ncaa they're sitting at number five and they can still get there uh but they need to win out um fama they don't need that signature win man i mean they've beaten three of last year's (laughs) we talked about four final four teams um but nato loves his big games man so this is this is another one this is another one he doesn't fail to deliver on those big games very often. So,
1: uh, let me put this question to you, because what you just said is, that, you know, they've beaten three of last year's Final Four teams, but they're sitting at 17-9. and nine. Yeah. And things go south for them, maybe they only, you know, maybe they don't finish the SEC 500 and they lose in the first round.
0: How what does happens it look and, for them? Yeah, how does it look for them? Well... We'll touch on this earlier, but I think they're just highly rated in some of these metric areas, uh, just with those three huge wins. Um, I I think they're in, barring an absolute collapse. Yeah, I think if they finish, I don't know, ten and eight in the SEC, they're in. I'm not sure if nine and nine will. It might, but I mean, if they win on Thursday, that might get them in. Uh, to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, I don't think they're playing for their NCAA life yet. Yeah. Um, right. And I don't think that's on the near horizon.
1: Well, on that, I think we disagree because they go to Kentucky on Saturday and then they go to Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, it's, it, you know, when we get together next week, when we, we gather together to break bread, we can talk about – where Alabama is and what they did this week.
0: Yeah. It's going to yeah. be interesting. But, yeah, back on the cat side, uh, look for Ty Ty Washington to not be in the lineup. That's kind of the, the buzz we're getting out of Lexington. And you know who that puts uh, pressure on? Mr. Mintz. Mr. Mintz, yep. He needs to deliver. Uh, you know what? And this guy, he was a starting point guard last year. So he's been there. Um he can deliver he's done it before he's done it this season but he's going to take those minutes and I think the the shooting guard off the bench you might just see Dante Allen finally get another opportunity after having all the opportunities early in the season kind of seems like he's fallen in that doghouse a little bit but you might see him come off the bench within the first 10 minutes of the game
1: and one thing to remember, the Cats have not lost at home this year. Yep, undefeated,
0: so, looking to lock that up. Yep. And, um, and I'm sure practice since Tuesday
1: has not been easy. They're probably going to <laughs> uh, relish having a game.
0: Yes, yeah. Then uh, next Wednesday, LSU comes to town, uh, one of our local favorites. <laughs> I mean, F those guys. We do not like the LSU hoops program. Uh, but, unlike Alabama Troke, I think these guys are fighting for the NCAA, their NCAA lives. I really do.
1: Well, they are ahead of Alabama in the SEC's uh, standings. Um, I,
0: well, they're, they're tied right now.
1: I know they're tied, but...
0: Maybe a the tiebreaker. Okay, they got the tiebreaker.
1: So, um, you know, we're not rooting for LSU to win any games anytime soon but I think it's going to be hard to keep them out of the tournament depending on how deep you go in the SEC as far as taking teams for the tournament. So I think they're getting in, but they need a couple more wins, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah they may not be fighting for their lives yet. But, but they're getting there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're, they're going to arrive a little bit sooner than uh, Alabama. Yeah, I think, yeah. what signature wins does LSU have?
0: They've got the one against one Kentucky. One against
1: Kentucky, which was without two guards in that game. Right,
0: right. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky's better. Uh, they just have to stay healthy. And I think if especially if you get Ty-Ty back for that game. Um, it's in Rupp Arena. I think we're all good. But – You never know, those teams that are playing for that NCAA spot, they can be dangerous. That's what we like to say anyway. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Knoxville-Trogue, see what the volunteers have coming up. They've got Arkansas tomorrow on the road. And, man, this is seeding implications, not only for the SEC, but for the NCAA. Tiebreaker implications, um, man. This should just be a fun one, you know. I'm trying to take the bias out of it and just watch, but it's kind of like, you know, me watching IU against Michigan. <laughs> I mean, you know, who do you want to win? Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, I have I have that game as my game of the week in the SEC. There's no question. So much on the line for that. Um, Arkansas at home going to be fun. Um, I, you know, if if Arkansas were to win that game tomorrow, then that puts them in a tie with Tennessee. Uh, and if the Cats can also win tomorrow, now you've got one, two, three, three, with uh, yep, with with, with Arkansas sitting right there. But the Hogs need to close out. This week at two and zero, they've got to do it. Uh,
0: yeah, even yeah. though they've
1: got a two game cushion down to fifth place, they they just need they need to solidify their NCAA man.
0: Yeah, well, let's jump on into uh, Arkansas's uh, schedule coming up. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the game tomorrow, uh, but then uh, they travel to. Alligator Alley, yep, Gainesville, the real fill, as we like to say <laughs> in the SEC. <laughs> but this is a team trogue that I think 100 percent is playing for their NCAA lives as uh, the Florida Gators. Yeah, and it's just always a tough, tough, tough out down there in Gainesville,
1: regardless of the of the season or where when you're playing Florida when you're going down to Alligator Alley. It's going to be a tough out. So. Florida gets the great opportunity to play two games at home this week and against two very good teams. So they really can make a statement this week. They're going to have to lay it all on the line against Auburn, and then Arkansas comes to town three days later. Both teams are going to have to be ready to play. That's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and Gators, man, they've played decent. Um, you know, they, they're healthy, so they've got everybody back. I mean, they looked really good against Kentucky for a good stretch of that game. Uh, I don't think the 21-point final score was really indicative of how that game went.
1: Well, I, uh, well, I know we were watching it. We were nervous a lot of the game.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. So, they I mean, they are capable of get, getting two wins. And, man, I'll tell you what, if they get two wins this week, um, they could be a Friday team in the SEC tournament. Um, they're just two back of Arkansas. You know, they've got that head to head game coming up. And I think the Gators are going to be, they're going to have something for Woo Pig, man. <laughs> they just are.
1: Well, to your point about them fighting for their NCAA lives, they're 16 and 10. And if you go to 18 and 10, or if you go to 16 and 12, that's a big difference. Yeah. big
0: difference absolutely absolutely and a couple of quad one wins you can throw in your pocket not bad right you
1: can you can start packing your bags because you're traveling
0: yeah now Trogue, you've got some takes here on uh
1: on the vanderbilt commodores
0: what you got over there man? well
1: they are actually my and this is strictly made up (laughs) <laughs> you know, we talked about the Vols in Arkansas being the game of the week. My game of the week, in, anyway. So, AM at Vandy is my game of intrigue of the week. And the reason I say that is... This is a new segment? It is. <laughs> is it sponsored? No, not yet. And I'm not sure who would who would sponsor the intrigue. Maybe Subaru? I don't know if they have... I don't know. Sounds like a vehicle they'd own. But, N- NPR? <laughs> So, the reason I like this game, a couple of reasons. Number one, this is uh, for the the spot. There's going to be two playing games in the SEC. I'm sorry, two Wednesday games. Not playing games. Two Wednesday games in the SEC tournament. So, four teams. And A&M and Vandy are fighting to see who that last team is going to be that gets in there.
0: So, so so this could be a play-in game for Thursday. Yes. Okay. So
1: this game or play the, out
0: of Wednesday.
1: You want to play out you want to play out of Wednesday. You do not want to have to play 5 days in a row. So A&M as good as they could be, they're 4 and 1 in one possession games. I don't know if you know that, but they are but they have a terrible record. And I think they won this week against Florida
0: Yeah, for
1: the first time in four weeks. First time this month, they won. Oh, was it? Okay. (laughs) So they've hit a dry spell. But the loser of this A&M-Vandy game more than likely is going to have to play on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Vanderbilt, um, their team, they're interesting. And I think the best thing that could happen to that team is – scotty pippen to finally graduate or move on to the draft or something because i mean they'll run up some points but man they have so few assists as a team and they just play a lot of you know one-on-one type basketball but their coach is an nba guy so maybe that's the style that he pushes but it's certainly not the the you know old style of vanderbilt commodores that were inside out three-point shooters uh and all that kind of thing they just don't share the basketball very well and i and he leads that charge i mean that guy takes some of the most ridiculous shots um he gets his points but uh yeah i don't know what his shooting percentage is but it can't be good so i think the best thing is going to happen to them this year is when he finally just goes and then they can kind of rebuild that team into a team
1: so jerry stackhouse is the coach down there great carolina player average nba player but you know he played with Scottie pippen his his father (laughs) and so i I wonder if it's just a, a matter of Standing around watching this guy, what's he going to do, what's he going to do? And then if you stand around too long, you don't know if you're going to get the ball. Actually, you should know that. You're not going to get the ball. And then, uh, you know, you, you try to pad your rebounding stats. So, great point. I think Vanderbilt's going to be a different team next year. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So, let's hope Let's hope so. because. You can always count on Vanderbilt to knock somebody off that you didn't expect. And that's why they're fun to watch. So we're going to root for Vanderbilt on the on, on the coaching side.
0: And hopefully they're going to be better next year. There you go. Well, good take given uh, Vanderbilt a love, Trogue. So, all right, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, take our second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, upcoming or the finishing schedules for the top four, possibly five, And then uh, we have a quiz, a stats quiz for Trogue. So he will be in the hot seat. You guys don't want to miss this one. Help me out, Missy Wilder. (laughs) This is SUL. Welcome, everyone. Segment three of SUL. Hope you're all doing great out there. Trogue. All right, man.
1: Whew. Tough
0: one tonight. Finishing schedules. Okay. Finishing schedules, man. So, I get, you know, the SEC, they try to be clever. (laughs) They try to backload the scheduling. Got to make it exciting going into the tournament. You know, back in the day, I used to hate it. Uh, Kentucky would play Florida. This isn't the Billy Donovan days. They'd play Florida the third week in February, (laughs) and they'd turn around and play them, you know, a week and a half later to finish the season. I mean, you know. And so that continues. SEC still does that. Stupid crap. I mean, why not just pick a schedule and then just run it? you know run it in inverse order if you want to but run it the same order but switch the, lo- the locations so this just, it just cracks me up this goes along with
1: what we talked about a couple weeks ago when the SEC and the big 12 had the opportunity right. they,
0: they, they tried to out clever exactly and just, they just, they just miss the mark just do do the right thing I mean don't, don't overthink it I, I, I get I get where you're going. But let's do it for every team. You know, let's not just pick and choose. And with that said, let's move into kind of the uh, finishing stretch for some of the front running schedules. But specifically. Specifically, the Auburn Tigers. I mean, Jesus Christ. Have you seen this like some Freaking so finishing so schedule!
1: I, I have now. In all fairness, they do have to go to Tennessee. So do.
0: Okay, but, but other than that, I mean, they've got this upcoming trip to Gainesville. But then, man, they take on the haunted, haunted Old Miss Rebels, <laughs> and you know they travel to Mississippi State, and then also finish the season with. Rival South Carolina. The
1: fighting Frank Martins end their season at Auburn on the plains. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, Auburn, they're in the number one spot. They've got the number one seed in the SEC tournament. It is not in jeopardy. (laughs) And
0: this is not the NFL. I mean, you don't, you, you know, it's not like going to the playoffs and you get the easiest teams, but that's how the SEC makes it. That's how they schedule it. So
1: Auburn's schedule was (laughs) (laughs) backloaded,
0: just on the easy side.
1: Now, in fairness, Tosh, in fairness, Auburn hasn't been that good in basketball in recent years.
0: I guess. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Bruce Pearl,
1: bringing the magic to the plains. Sure. Sure.
0: (laughs) Bringing something to the plains. Just keep that damn shirt on. That's all I want. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. That, That being said...
1: I just lived to shit on Auburn.
0: There we go. Thank you, Dylan Troglin, for that quick sound bite. We love it. All right, Troglin, let's move on to the Cats, man. Um, so their stretch run, uh, it's going to get tough tomorrow. They've got the Crimson Tide coming in who are hungry, uh, so that's not a bad way to get it going. Uh, but then they get LSU coming in. We don't mention them very much, but you know they were a top-ten team for a minute. A quick minute, I'd like to point out. Yeah. As, as quick as Michigan was the number two team. Yeah, before uh, conference season got going. But, that, <laughs> you know, that's still a team that's in the middle of the pack. Uh, but they then they go to front-running Arkansas on February 26th. Yep. <laughs> the aforementioned Ole Miss Rebels. To finish the home schedule. I guess I shouldn't say a whole but whole lot, but then they actually go to Alligator Alley to finish the season on March fifth.
1: Yeah, and, and you know the Arkansas game is going to be a tremendous game to watch. That's going to be a week from Saturday, and then uh, Kentucky at Florida. That might
0: be a tailgate game. Kentucky at Florida? No, uh, the Arkansas, Arkansas game. Yeah, that might be. That might. Uh, I don't think
1: so, Tosh. It's an early game. It's two o'clock. Does that matter? Well, hey, nobody tailgates late games like you do.
0: So you just got to start earlier. That's it. And Bloody <laughs> Mary breakfast, IPA lunch, man. That's how it goes. It happens. That's how we roll up here
1: <laughs> on game day, people.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. All right, let's go down to Knoxville and see how the uh, volunteers are finishing off. So they've got that uh, hot game on the road in Fayetteville tomorrow, um, but then <laughs> they get they get the comfort game in Soco at, at Missouri. They do have to host Auburn. They go to Georgia and take on the fighting Mike Potratzes, but then they finish again with Arkansas. So here's that SEC cleverness. You've got the same opponent in a five-game stretch. I mean, that's just dumb. I don't get
1: it. I don't don't get it either. However, from a fan perspective, Tennessee and Arkansas playing twice in the next – Two and a half weeks, I'm fine with. I I will be locked into both of those games.
0: That's actually in two weeks. Well, there you go. See? Twice in two weeks. I mean, mean, come on now. Come on, SEC. Can we be better than this?
1: We just need to have Annie Crane have something for the volunteers when they go rolling into SoCo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So... Let's jump into Arkansas's finishing stretch run trogue. We have said it since two weeks ago. Arkansas has the
1: toughest remaining schedule in the SEC. And this this setup proves
0: it. Man, this, this is this this is a stretch. I mean, if they come out of this at hmm, I don't know, three and two in these three and next two would be huge. Next five games. Yep. Um, again, here's here's your Two two opponents, two common opponents in two weeks, Tennessee. So they play him tomorrow, and then they finish the season in Knoxville. But in between that, they go to Gainesville, they host the Wildcats, and they host LSU. Dude, that, yeah, that's a stretch.
1: Yeah, I, th- it looks like there's two games there that they might be able to get, but they're going to have to steal one on the road.
0: Yeah, going yeah. to
1: have to seal one on the road.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about uh, the two games that you're getting are at Florida and at LSU, or sorry, at, at home, home against, against LSU, LSU. Yep, yep. yeah, that that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. But, uh, you know, they've they've got three of those games at home, so it's doable. It's
1: going to be interesting to watch. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So let's jump in. We've got uh, we were talking about Alabama, right? Yes not really throwing them into the front runners but man they're knocking on the door they are on the heels of it if somebody stumbles
1: alabama's there to pick it up
0: and these guys got what i think is a pretty easy stretch run (laughs) with that said they come to Arena tomorrow and then go to the uh, Memorial Coliseum in Nashville, which is all we talk about, how hard that is to play. But they're, you know. Uh, after that. After that. <laughs> it gets tough. They host South Carolina. They host Texas A&M. But then they're at LSU, which we're not even talking about a tough road game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: So the, the Crimson Tide, they've got themselves in a position. They're 7-6 and six right now. Ideally... They go four and one so they play themselves in. I think it's more realistic to say they go three and two.
0: Yeah, I like I, I I think they can go four and one, but I think they're gonna stumble on one of those and it might be the LSU game. Hell it might be the South Carolina game. But yeah, I'm thinking three and two. And that probably puts them in the NCAA tournament. Yeah,
1: and more importantly, they're playing on Thursday instead of Wednesday. Yeah,
0: certainly does not move them into uh, Friday by no means. Yeah, I mean they're, They've not. got a
1: two-game lead on playing on Wednesday, so I'll be right back. odds are in their favor that they're going to play on Thursday.
0: So let's jump into the, the Florida Gators, kind of one of the last teams that we think are uh, within – Arm's reach of the, the you know playing on Friday, man, they get it started. <laughs> Auburn tomorrow, but then they go there. They host Arkansas. Yep. <laughs> they go to Georgia and take on the Fighting Mike Potratzes, which you know, I mean, that's probably going to be the softest game. It is the softest game on here. But then they go to at Nashville, and then they host the Wildcats at the end. So this is, a, this is a tough finishing stretch for the Gators.
1: And it's hard to believe that that stretch isn't any tougher than Arkansas's, but these two guys have the toughest finishing schedules. And realistically, Tasha, can you see Florida winning three of those games? I can't.
0: I'll tell you what, I mean, two and, on paper, two and three, 100%. And those are both of the road games. I mean, their saving grace is going to be that three of those are at home, but they're the three toughest games. It's Auburn, Arkansas, and Kentucky. I get a feeling they're going to steal one of those.
1: Well, it, they're going to need to because if they don't, that puts them at 8-10 and 10 in the conference. But more importantly, it puts them at 18-13 and 13 overall.
0: Yeah. I, so now I, they're on the bubble. Yeah, I certainly think they're going to have to go – Three and two to try to get a, a NCAA bid.
1: And what do you say about teams that are fighting for their NCAA life?
0: Those teams are dangerous, man. Always,
1: those always. teams are dangerous. So look for the Gators to steal one of those games and go three and two in that stretch.
0: Let's, hoping that, let's <laughs> hope that let <when>, hope when March 5th <laughs> rolls around, they're sitting at three and one on these, so they don't need that Kentucky win. But anyway, that's going to be a fun, a fun ending to the season for sure. No question about it. In Gainesville. In Gainesville. Okay, Trogue. So we've got... It's not a new segment. I'm not even going to call it a segment. Oh, boy. (laughs) But uh, it's a college basketball statistics wins. So first
1: of all, immediate question, is this going to require math? It might.
0: Oh, boy. It might. But part of my... Uh, show prep today. I got looking at different statistics <laughs> on uh, some different websites and I came up with some college basketball stats that I had no idea what the hell they were. Oh boy. And so I thought, man, if I don't know them, I'm going to see if Trogue knows them. Okay. So here we are with this segment, <laughs> stats quiz. How many questions do we have? Um, we have three.
1: Okay, so I need two to pass.
0: Okay, awesome. Sure. Dark curve. Right. First one. All right, is, do you know what true shooting percentage is as far as basketball goes? True shooting percentage. Is that individual or team? Team.
1: So true shooting percentage, by math, it should be the number of shots made divided by the number of shots taken final answer <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well <laughs> i
0: don't like i don't like where this is going <laughs> let's see true shooting percentage let me see if i have it here an advanced statistic that measures a player's Efficiency at shooting the ball is intended to more accurately calculate a player's shooting than field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and three-point field goal percentage taken individually. Fascinating. I I, I just read what this says, and I I don't know what it means. So
1: why is that a concern to you, sir?
0: Um, This is a concern. This is on my app that I see the upcoming games. Okay. And in, in one of the team stats is true shooting percentage. Huh.
1: So can I use that to wager?
0: Sure. Okay. Use it for whatever you want. Okay, here's the big question Oh boy. Pythagorean wins. <laughs> and being a math guy. I know what the Pythagorean theorem is. I know you don't, but that's okay.
1: Isn't that A squared plus B squared equals C squared? Holy shit, that is exactly what All right, is. okay. But I don't know how that even applies to basketball. So I'm going to take a hard pass on, what was that called? Pythagorean, Pythagorean wins? Pythagorean So would that involve a game I probably should have won but didn't?
0: Uh, maybe, maybe. So Pythagorean wins, <laughs> which sounds made up. <laughs> yes, it does. And if I hear this on Selection Sunday, I might throw my TV off of balcony. I might. So this says a Pyth- Pythagorean win percentage is is an estimation of where a win percentage "quote unquote" should be. It uses only points for and against. So here's the formula. You ready for this one? Yes, bring it. This is how to calculate Pythagorean one percentage. Uh, Points for exponent divided by parentheses points for exponent plus points against exponent (laughs) where the exponent is changed depending on the method used.
1: (laughs) So there's more than one method of figuring out There's more than one.
0: This made up the win percentage. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So here's an example, okay? should we go through this? Sure. Okay. A team stats shows 56 games, 4672 points for and 4517 points against. The exponent used for this example is 13. which is one of these guys, uh, Daryl Morley, who came up with this. This is his exponent, okay? So then you take 4672 to the power of 13.91 divided by the same 4672 to the power of 13.91 plus 4700 to the power of 14.91. And so ultimately that gives you 11.04 times 17 point or divided by
1: 17.91
0: or 61.54 percent which to me is just irrelevant i don't even know what the hell this is trying to measure but it's a stat on this app it is a stat okay does it help me at fan duel <laughs> i don't know okay okay now here's a big one okay we've all heard ken pom and that's not the Allegiant Ken. No, this okay. is not Ken Cantelli. This it's is close. Ken Pomeroy. Okay. All right. So Ken Pomeroy ratings—you've heard these, right? Have We heard these. I use them often. Okay. So, do you know what the adjusted defensive efficiency is? Um.
1: <laughs> not being a scholar of defense, nor a
0: player of defense. <laughs> Take that as a no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. This is the amount of points a team would allow per 100 possess- possessions against an average defensive one opponent. Yep. Okay, okay. offensive efficient adjusted offensive efficiency track. Of yeah. Easy, right? The amount of a, points a, point a team would per score 100 per 100 possessions. Yes. Okay. How about adjusted efficiency margin?
1: The difference between the two. Uh,
0: let's see. This takes the offensive efficiency minus defensive efficiency to determine how many points they would score against the average. Yes. So, is that what you said? So I got one right. I think you got one right. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. That's not bad.
1: All right. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that was
0: easy. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> I don't think you passed. Oh. Well, You would not be in the Pike High School Top 30.
1: No recess for me.
0: No. Okay. So, okay. All right. So that (laughs) finishes our uh, sponsored stats quiz. (laughs) Brought to you by The Shop. In Broad Broad Ripple. (laughs) And in Carmel. So... Yeah. Troge. you got anything else on the close? I do. I have a couple
1: things. Folks, if you haven't heard Andrew Whitworth, he's an LSU grad. He was the NFL's Man of the Year. If you have not heard his acceptance speech for the NFL Man of the Year award, Google it, find it, listen to it. I dare you to not be moved by it. Incredible what that gentleman has to say. And then... Like we always say at the end of the show, hey, if you like us, or if you listen and you like us, do it, share it, and follow.
0: What do you got, Check us out on Spotify, SUL, SEC Update Live, or check us out on the Twitters. SEC Update Live.
1: Folks, the tournament is right around the corner. You're going to want to stay tuned right here.
0: Yeah, we're into the movers and shakers portion of the SEC schedule. We'll check you out next week. This is SUL.